Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Hey, we are in part two of the Crushed Message series because we are taking a few weeks to talk about the pressures and demands of living in a digital world. And we all live under these pressures. For example, what happens when you hear this? Did you react? Did you feel like you needed to grab your phone and just look at it? How about this? Did your heart start racing a little bit when you heard that? Mine did. How about this one? Maybe that one is is one of the sounds that wakes you up in the morning. Maybe it's what tells you that someone's calling you. Or maybe it's just what notifies you that you have a text or a message. Either way, if you are like me, and I'm willing to bet that you are, we have an almost physiological, physical response to sounds that come from our devices. There's this pressure to respond, an urgency to check in. It's like a demand that we pay attention to what's happening online and we have to check in. Now, while social media and these digital tools are incredibly helpful in a lot of different areas of our lives, there are also unintended consequences that come with it. Last week, we talked about our tendency to get lost in a scroll hole. And that's this, it's for our time and our focus to disappear as we mindlessly scroll an infinite feed of posts and pictures and videos. And while it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to kill some time scrolling, God actually has a plan for you to mindfully and purposefully walk through life. And living lost in the haze of the scroll and losing focus on what matters, it only dims the light of God's spirit within you and it keeps you from experiencing the full life that he wants you to live. So today I want to talk about another one of those unintended consequences of social media, and that's the comparison trap. You know what this is, instinctively. It's when we look at other people's pictures and posts and videos, and then compare those pictures and posts to ours. We compare their life to ours. The ideal outcome of this is that the quality of of their social media presence makes us feel like we're doing a pretty good job because we are... clearly better than them. The downside is that we can feel pretty crappy about ourselves in comparison to others, to the way their lives look. Now, if you think this isn't a thing or that it doesn't affect you, then why do you think there are so many video and photo filters available out there? Why, Why do those exist? And they exist to make us look good, to make our social media lives look better than our real lives, and to make our lives look better than their lives. Filters exist because people are gross. We look gross, we sound gross, we do gross things. And if having social media meant that we had to share all of our moments instead of just our hand-picked best moments, social media wouldn't exist. Now, I know this firsthand because this week, Kevin, our worship and youth pastor, he shared a private video moment of mine. See, when I'm prepping for our live stream, I will do little test shots to make sure that I'm in focus and to make sure that I'm lit well from different distances. Kevin found a video that I didn't delete, and he thought it would be cute to share this video on social media this week. And this is what he shared. Okay. Regular. Leaning in. Regular. 
leaning back, regular, leaning in, regular. Okay, I have to confess that Kevin only shared this because I shared this video of him a few weeks ago. Insert video clip here, cut this out. Okay, my point is this, is that when you watch this live stream, you are seeing me in all of my perfection. I mean, super good looking, great fashion, James Bond levels of charming, but I don't show you my outtakes because the outtakes make me look stupid. And I want my public face to look good so that my comparison game is on point. Because if I look better than you, I can feel better about myself. The comparison trap is, is only made worse by social media, but it has literally existed for as long as people have. The Apostle Paul addressed it 2,000 years ago with some Christians who were struggling with it way back then. And he writes this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. You see, followers of Jesus are led by his Spirit. And as a result, we shouldn't be conceited, shouldn't provoke each other, or be jealous of one another. What's interesting about this list that Paul writes is that each of these things are byproducts of comparison. Check it out. The comparison trap is like a teeter-totter, okay? And when, you are on, when you're on the teeter-totter, you are always facing and focusing on the other person because everything you do is always calculated on what the other person is doing. When we are up, what are we doing? We're looking down on the other person because we're in a better position, conceit. And when we are down, we're looking up at the other person because they are in the better position. They're in the position we wanna be in, jealousy. And when we're balanced right in the middle, there's this struggle to get the best position, competition, provocation. You see, when we focus on others and fall into the comparison trap, it will inevitably lead to one of three things, conceit, competition, or jealousy. And none of these things are good for healthy relationships with other people. And none of these things have a place in the lives of people who are being led by God's Spirit. The comparison trap is, is terribly destructive, but it's not only destructive to our relationships with others, and, and, not, and our perception of ourselves. But it distances us from God because it moves us out of the leading of his Holy Spirit. But Paul continues writing and he lays out an alternative to comparing ourselves to others and to the conceit, competition, and jealousy that comparison ultimately brings. And he writes this at the beginning of Galatians chapter 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same, temp same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think that you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. The cure for comparison is to realize that you are responsible for the good of others. Responsible to love them, to care for them, to help them stay on the right path. God wants us, wants you, 
to be more invested in the success of our neighbors than we are in being more successful than our neighbor. See, we need to approach life less like a teeter-totter and more like a circle slide. So let me explain that. When I was a kid, Miller Park in my hometown, it had this giant set of twin circle slides and they were death traps. They were made completely of metal and towering at around 20 feet high. These things were terrifying to little kids. They were like the high dive at the swimming pool, except if you fell off, you would land in a splintery pile of wood chips and dirt instead of water. To get to the top of the circle slide, you would have to climb up this tiny circle stairway that was enclosed by metal bars that were, weren't even far enough apart to keep you from slipping through them. And once you got to the top, there was only one way down, the slide. I remember going up one step at a time, trying to make sure I didn't slip and fall. And I remember sitting at the top of the slide, trying to gin up the courage to slide down. And I remember that there were always these other kids who were cheering me on. And I don't know if they were cheering me on because they wanted me to succeed or because they just wanted me to get out of their way so they could have their turn to go down the slide. But every step up and down that slide, there was always someone behind me who wanted me to make it through. Life is just like that circle slide. We're all on the same journey, whether you have a lot or a little. We're on the same journey whether your life looks great on Facebook or not. We're on the same journey whether you have Kevin's perfect hair or my male pattern baldness. And there's always someone ahead of us and someone behind us. As followers of Jesus, who are living the best life he has for us, he has not called us to compare ourselves to those people, but instead to care for them, to root for them, to cheer for them. And in God's kingdom, you are your brother's keeper, not your brother's comparison. Here's a very simple way to remember God's heart for us. Care, don't compare. Care, don't compare. The results of comparison are that we end up either tearing down someone else or we, we tear down ourselves. But if we realize that we are responsible for each other and care for each other instead of comparing ourselves with each other, we can know that there's always someone who has our back. And instead of feeling crushed by the pressure to be better than our neighbor, we can be lifted up by the fact that we are as invested in our neighbor's success as they are invested in ours. Look, Paul goes on to say this in Galatians chapter 6, Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Our work is the love of others. When you love someone else, you want them to succeed. You want them to thrive and grow in their faith. You want to look out for them and to encourage them on and to keep them on the right path. If you're a person who struggles with comparison, you're not alone. But it also means that you're in one of these three categories that Paul talked about. And God has something better for you. Maybe you deal with feeling conceited. You are on the top of the teeter-totter looking down on everyone else. And when you compare, you feel really good about yourself because it's your default to see everyone else's flaws. But you aren't winning because someone else is losing. 
In the kingdom of God, you win when your brother and sister win. You succeed when they succeed. You need to look at the success of someone else today and look to the success of someone else today to put them first. And when you do that, you will experience a win far greater than you ever thought possible. Maybe you're a person who struggles with jealousy. You're at the bottom of the teeter-totter looking up. Everyone else you see has it so much better than you. They have it so much easier. They have so much more. And it's caused you to be discouraged and depressed. To maybe feel like God isn't with you and that he doesn't care. You need to know that there is someone in your life who won't make it without you. And that there are people who are behind you cheering you on. You need to know that God dreamed you up and he made you exactly as you are. And that he isn't comparing you to anyone else in this whole world because you are just who you, he created you to be. You're created for the purpose of loving him and caring for others. You need to get off the teeter-totter and get on the slide. You see, social media may be about comparison with others, but the kingdom of God isn't. And living in God's kingdom is about living out your responsibility to care for others and being cared for by others in return. So what can you do this week to encourage someone else? Ask these questions. How can you share someone else's burden? Who is God putting on your heart? As, as you ask yourself these things and, and as you begin living out his purpose for your life, you will feel the weight of comparison lifted from your shoulders because there's no burden lighter than living out God's purpose for your life. And make no mistake, God has a plan for your life. He created you exactly as you are. And there is no one in all of creation, there is no one who has ever existed. And there is no one who will ever exist who will be just like you. You are incomparable because you are made to God's design in God's image. And a key part of that design is to take responsibility for the care and for the success of others. So whether you struggle looking down on others or whether you struggle looking up at others who you feel like always have it better than you, know this, that without you, there's someone who can't succeed because God created you that way and he created them that way. And as we link hands together, looking out for the success of each other, we will begin to see this world transformed. We will begin to see people set free by the love and the grace of Jesus. And we will begin to see people walking in the perfect creation plan that God has for each and every single one of us as individuals. Because you were created in his image, you are perfectly and wonderfully unique. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You are incomparable. Looking forward to you joining us next week for week three of the Crushed Message series. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God does as he releases us from the burden of being crushed under the weight of the unintended consequences of the digital world that we live in. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.